Welcome to the Digital Arts Studios Future Labs mini podcast series. I'm Richard, the creative technician who has organized our latest collection of workshops for Future Labs, which is our innovative and creative training program for artists. This program aims to provide training and technical support for artists who wish to experiment with emerging technologies, develop skills and create new and innovative work. Artists will have the opportunity to learn a variety of technical skills and explore such areas as locative media, field recording, network sound performance, interactive installation and DMX lighting. The format this year has had to change due to the pandemic, social distancing and the unfortunate restrictions on in-person teaching. And while we can't bring you into the studio, we're bringing the artists to you with a selection of pre-recorded workshops. The purpose of this podcast series is to introduce the workshops that are available and the artists who are facilitating them to help to get to know a little bit more about them, their practice and how the pandemic has affected them throughout the last year. To find out more about the Future Labs program, go to digitalartstudios.com or contact us through the usual social media channels. In today's podcast, I want to welcome Adam Pultz Melby, who has delivered our workshop in online music performance using Sonobus. Sonobus is an application that allows the streaming of high quality, low latency peer to peer audio between devices over the internet or your local network. There are many platforms for sharing audio and recording, but Sonobus would be perfect for those audiophiles out there who are looking for sharing the best quality audio format. The benefits of this high quality audio sharing can be used for live music performance, for musicians to rehearse online together, to share ideas together. It can even be used for recording interviews and I've been using it to record this podcast. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Adam. Uh, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Um, so thanks for doing the workshop for us. Um, Sunobus, I think it's a relatively new app uh, that's just I'd started hearing about um, even towards the end of last year and the reason why I was kind of excited to get you involved in delivering this workshop was because you um, took part in an online performance just before Christmas time um, at the Sonic Arts Research Centre at Queen's University where you performed in Berlin where you're currently based um, the two other performers, one was based in Belfast and the other in England. Was that right? Yeah, yeah, in Newcastle, I believe. It was yourself, Professor Paul Stapleton at the Sonic Arts Research Centre, and then also John Bowers, is that correct, yeah. over in England, who's a visiting professor at this at SARC at the moment. And the three of you performed in your separate locations but performed online collectively to an audience. And that was, how was that, was that streamed online? How was that presented to the art, the audience actually? Well, we, um, uh, John had uh, made a uh, video, uh, a, a fixed video that was about, I think an hour long, uh, that was then live streamed. And then we performed, uh, let's say at, at, at the same time as this video um, so so it, it had a visual side also it, it the audience didn't see us perform in in our bedrooms or apartments <laughs> um, so they they were able to see this um, this video footage and then hear yeah your live sound streamed along with it yeah exactly yeah 
yeah. I, I, I guess that, that that's maybe in the end also more interesting than, than having like three, uh, you know, fixed camera angles of, of dudes in their, in their apartments <laughs> yeah. playing yeah. an instrument. I don't know. Yeah, well, sometimes it can be interesting seeing what people are doing. But then also, I mean, it'd be nice seeing um, the video stream as well. Um, and also, I guess maybe it might have been a good guide for you to play along to almost. I don't know if, if it was something that did you watch it whenever you performed? Yeah, I, I we, we we all had it on on our computers running. Uh, and and once in a while I, I dipped into it, but I, I didn't. I mean, I, I I didn't look at it all the time. I'm, uh, but it it was nice having that, that you knew you had that common reference aside from the music that everyone was watching the same movie. Yeah, and I guess like the important thing is with your performances. I mean, it's an improvised performance, so the key would be listening to each other. Really, you know. Um, yeah. Even though it was nice having this video footage, and so that kind of brings us back to Sonobus again, and. Um, the fact that you were able to perform and send your audio to the two other performers uh, and they were able to listen and also send their audio. You know, that's the great thing about this is that you send and receive audio um, in any format. And the, again, like I said before, the beauty of it is that it actually sends uncompressed formats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I didn't, I didn't send uncompressed at that time. Um, but because of, of of a sort of unstable uh, internet connection, but uh, but Paul in Belfast had a very strong or has a very strong Wi-Fi, so I think he was actually sending uh, CD quality audio to to us, which is impressive. And the the great thing about the software is also you can really like tailor the uh, resolution of the audio you're you're sending. So it's it's not just like either you send bad or you send good audio. It's like you can you can really dial in exactly what suits your internet connection which is useful yeah i think that's a really good point there i forgot to mention that this is how we're doing our podcast today and this is how i've actually been recording the podcasts for this future labs uh workshop series is actually using sonobus because it is a way that i can record myself and each artist um in high quality format for the podcast so it's another way that this can be used for recording um but it was interesting there that you did say um about set you can you can adjust and this is what you talk about in the workshop you know you can adjust the quality that you send and also the quality that you receive so if you do have a bad internet connection you can send more compressed audio or receive more compressed audio maybe to hear but then send better audio to the other person if they need higher quality and you can you can adjust to each artist's needs or you know musicians needs um and i think that's a really valuable um part of the app yeah so i guess um you know I th just to talk quickly about the workshop itself adam leads you through how to use sonobus um in the the core aspect of the workshop but i find it quite interesting that you use the introduction to sort of talk about performance itself and your own experience of performance what it means and also what it means in terms of COVID as well, because obviously people can't be in the same space and a lot of people are missing that live music experience at the moment. So you do get into this idea of like, you know, yes, this is great. We have this online platform that we can use to share music, 
but you know you sort of get into like the nitty-gritty of performance and, and what it means to you as a performer um yeah it has a purpose uh but at the same time you know it's a means to an end because you would really rather be in a room do you want to talk about your your experience as a performer uh, to the listeners because you know it's that idea of you do improvised music and so listening is a key and it's it's that it's about being beside the other person and seeing what they're doing as well as <laughs> hearing what they're doing yeah yeah no ex- exactly and i uh, i think especially yeah no with, with any kind of music well listening is very important but that whole the whole social aspect of being in a room together with people and also being in a room with an audience i mean, I, mean I guess most musicians uh, feel a great difference between playing for no one and playing for, you know, even a small amount of people in a in an intimate space. So, so it's a very social practice, I find, and um, yeah, that's that's surely been challenging during during COVID. And uh, I mean, it, it's it's not like this these online performance technologies solve that, but they definitely. Um, they they are helpful in in uh, in bringing people together and performing together uh, in these times, and and as I also talk about and maybe we'll talk about that later also in in the workshop is that I also think there's a lot of potential in this technology that hasn't been explored yet. Yeah, and that's that's you sort of talk about that in the last section of the workshop, and I find this really interesting because you talk about yes, we have this software; it's never going to replace the experience of being in a room together, either. For like you know, if we could have it our way, we would be in the same room, and like I'd be interviewing you in the same space, or if you're a musician, maybe you'd be performing with that person in the same space, yeah. Yeah. and you know, Sonobus isn't going to take away from that, but it the possibilities of what you can do online with people like in other countries is incredible but doing things like this is very obvious whereas you actually give an example of how to use Sonobus but in a very kind of like you sort of show a creative use of Sonobus that sort of subverts it because you have like two laptops set up in your own flat and show almost like how you can use it to create feedback and play with feedback you know, and I thought that was very interesting saying, yeah, okay, here's the software, here's what you can do with it. But, you know, here's a, something more creative or interesting that you can do to play with it. And I really like that little um, sort of little performance that you give as part of your workshop. Uh, do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, I mean, it's like, I guess it's the same, the thing with all technologies is um, that when they're created, uh, we... Well, they're created to serve a purpose, right? But but like often, some of the most creative uses of those technologies are are nothing that the that the designers of the technology would have thought of. Like when when uh, vinyl records were invented, no one had expected people to start scratching them or um, or you know breaking them and uh, gluing them back to gluing different records back together and creating like fantastic artworks with that so so i i think i i see this i i i have a hope that with this technology it'll be the same there'll be some people who at some point come up with like really new ways of of using this software in 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 ways that 
we had never really imagined. Um, and um, I don't make any claims to have covered new grounds with, with what I do in, in, in the workshop, but I, I did find it interesting because I am, like in my musical practice, I, I work with feedback a lot. And, um, and, and, and the thing about digital feedback is that uh, the, the delay in the feedback uh, has a huge impact on that let's say the delay that is between a sound going in and a sound going out has a huge impact on on on, on what the feedback will will sound like and it's um, uh, often when you play with digital feedback you want to make that delay as small as possible but then I was thinking okay here here's there's there's a technology that even though it's really good like there's still a delay in uh, between computers because they're sending over a network and it's there's always a delay there so maybe there's a way of, of using that creatively so i i set up this very like um, um lo-fi network in my room or like basically had two computers running and then playing playing sounds uh, back and forth between each other and creating a feedback loop that was then colored by the delay of the network so that Basically, my yeah, well, my 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 my, my uh, internet connection sort of gave a, a sonic fingerprint on the on the uh, piece of music I made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this is what I really like. You know, you, you just get these new technologies that come out, and as artists will always just try to find ways to see how they can subvert them, and just. You know, they have their purpose of what they're supposed to be used for, but it's always like, well, how can I take this apart? You know, how can I do other things with it? Um, but in the subject of feedback, I know you through the Sonic Arts Research Centre um, as a musician who plays a double bass. And I guess your your performances are primarily improvisations. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about your background, your performance work and your your music? Yeah, no, definitely. A, a, a lot of the music I, I perform is either completely improvised or has aspects of, of improvisation. I also do more composed stuff, but there's like improvisation is, is often a big part of the things I do. Yeah, that's true. And then inter- interestingly as well, with you're doing research at the Sonic Arts um, Research Centre, uh, where you, it's almost like you're trying to extend you're looking at extending the double bass, but using technology. Um, I mean, I'm like my my background is um, is in jazz double bass playing, really. So that's what I what I studied, and I used to play loads of of jazz music. Um, and uh, but then, like more and more, I drifted into well, improvised music, experimental music, and and becoming interested in. Um, sort of extracting um, sounds from the double bass that it wasn't sort of made <laughs> that that it wasn't made to make uh, sort of in a way what we talked about before like some someone invents something and then there's a whole bunch of other people who come along and, and does something with it that's that that wasn't the intention of the creator um, and in that process, I, I and especially during my PhD, I become interested in how to apply different uh, electronic, digital means and using amplification uh, to 
make the yeah extend the possibilities of the base, augment it, uh, make it behave in sometimes unpredictable and complex ways. And I've during my PhD, I've uh, worked with a couple of different double bass like instruments and and the most recent one and the one I'm that has sort of become my my main uh, focus uh, both as an artist and a researcher is something called the fab uh, which is short for the feedback actuated augmented bass which is a um it's 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 um well it started out as a as a regular double bass uh, but but then together with a with a instrument builder or designer in Athens who is called Haldor Ulfason I um, we drilled a hole in the back of the bass and inserted an 8 inch speaker and then we put uh, uh, four electromagnetic um, pickups under the strings and sent them sent them to a an amplifier and then to the speaker uh, and if you do that, then you get uh, feedback. Um, not the kind of feedback that we're used to, you know, when, when you have a microphone in open air and that microphone is being amplified through, an, uh, through a speaker and then that speaker plays into the microphone and you get this screechy feedback loop. Um, with, the, with the bass, it's a bit different, but the principle is basically the same, that you... You uh, the, the 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 body is uh, being being vi- vibrated like by the strings, but the strings are also being vibrated by the body. So if you set the strings going, uh, and now that the, the strings are amplified, so the uh, amplif uh, uh, the strings being amplified through the bass causes the bass body to resonate and then like uh, make the strings resonate uh, yet again, and then like through that in uh, process they start the strings start self-resonating and you get this amazing drone-like uh, instrument um, which, which is uh, already that is a is a very great and um, wonderful thing to play with but then uh, an important part of my work is also uh, uh, applying digital processes to that or in that feedback loop so so on the base there's a a little computer microprocessor that runs uh, uh, software and that software then processes the 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 feedback uh, of of the base so that um, not only is the base amplifying itself but but the signal is also being modulated in various ways some more complex than others and and the end result is this um, quite complex behavior from the instrument that i then as a performer need to figure out how to deal with in performance in improvisation so in a way um, i often use it for performing solo uh, and in a way that like the, the social aspects of improvisation becomes embedded in this, uh, let's say, performance ecology that is an instrument and that is me as the performer and the computer and all of these things have their own like um, push and pull. And uh, so I, have, I've, I've, I try to negotiate that uh, situation. Yeah.
that's that that <laughs> that wasn't a very short explanation, but it's sort of like that's what my 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 practice and my research. Was there anything like that really surprised you? Because I wondered, did you have any like preconceptions about the kind of sounds you might get or the experiences you would have playing it, or was there anything that really took you by surprise that you didn't expect? Um, I mean, actually, a thing we did when we when we did the performance that you mentioned, uh, the the, the Son of Us performance with uh, Paul Stapleton and John Bowers, was that um, sort of similar to what I was doing in the workshop. We would send each. Obviously, we would be listening to each other, but but uh, I also uh, routed some of their audio. Since I do have a speaker in the bass, I can amplify not just the bass, but anything. So, so I, I set up like this mixing matrix where I would also send their sounds into the instrument. Um, and that's actually something that was, that was kind of new to me, like hearing other people playing inside my bass. And they would also trigger the bass in new ways. And then, of course, that those, the sounds coming or the strings being triggered would then be sent to these other people. So there you would have like this kind of meta weird feedback loop happening also between between Berlin, Belfast and Newcastle. Um, that, 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 that was a new thing also that I'd love to explore more. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. I just love those kind of moments whenever, you know, that you sort of think, oh, actually, what if somebody else's sound is coming into this? Just all, like I said, just all of a sudden becomes this whole new layer of experience. <laughs> yeah. um, I know you're sort of still in the middle of your research at the moment. It's still yeah, ongoing. Yeah. Do you have any um, videos or any audio f of your work online that people can check out? Um, yeah, I think the easiest thing is to go to adampultz.com. That's so that's A-D-A-M-P-U-L-T set. Or do you say C? I'm, I'm never sure, but like the... You know it's the letter in uh, sorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, Z, I think. Yeah, Z. Okay. Uh, dot com, and then uh, th th there's my my most recent work and a bunch of videos with with mm. this fab uh, base. So the only other thing I guess I want to sort of ask is then. I mean, I think we've kind of already sort of touched base with this in a way because your your experience in the last year with COVID, you have had. Your research to keep you busy but you know you are a musician and you're a performer you know have you really missed um performing live have you done many other kind of online performances or any other ways of performing during the last year or have you sort of put that to bed while covid's been happening yeah i've done let me see I think I did one performance beside like online performance besides the one we did with uh, Paul and John. Um, other than that, I haven't. Well, I did one live concert in Berlin just in that window where things were actually possible in, in, in September. Like funnily enough, like, you know, so that was like, I guess the maybe the second or third concert I played in the whole of 2018 and I had prepared like crazy. It was this like solo concert with the fab. And of course on that very day, the software I use uh, started like had some issues and like was clicking and popping the whole way through the concert, you know, like the only, the only time it ever happened. And of course it has to happen like in a live concert. 
the only one you play in the whole year. But no, yeah. So that was the only live concert I was playing. I I played like since well, February or March last year. Um, but but I've been doing uh, a couple of um, no, I've been doing some online performances actually uh but but pre-recorded for some festivals and i've been doing some collaborations with other artists i, I just and i just re i just submitted a a piece for uh, a museum an art museum in australia so like a sound a fixed media sound art piece there's there's been a few of those things during the pandemic but otherwise um public um performances or works have been quite few it's been I, i've been very much focusing on uh, developing the instrument and uh, programming learning to program better things like that writing mm -hmm. yeah um, yeah it's been really good that you can sort of make use of the time just to focus on that you know and develop the work and there's been stuff to keep you busy anyway yeah. but it's still it's great that you've been able to even do pre-recorded concerts and it's been interesting over the last year watching people I mean, some people are just not interested in pre-recorded um, and some people have adapted to it um, as a means to an end. And, you know, I think that's really, it just boils down to people and their own sort of interests and experiences and what they're wanting to do. I know people just are itching to kind of just get back to that scenario where they can just be in a, a venue performing. So um, hopefully it isn't too long before, you know, we can actually see in person. Yeah. Well, thanks. It's been really great chatting today and having this conversation. Um, and thank you so much for doing the workshop for us and for Future Labs. And uh, it's been really great. And I hope people will take the chance to, to sign up and, and check it out. And thanks for joining us. And we hope to actually see you at some point in the future soon. Likewise. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast and remember that you can find out more about this particular workshop and the whole Future Labs program over at digitalartstudios.com and we'll see you again soon.